ESPN has come out with their early predictions for two Montreal Canadiens forwards. They got 26 for one and 76 for the other. Who are we talking about? You'll find out in a couple of minutes. And will he be a number one goaltender in the National Hockey League? One member of the media thinks so. The big question is, how long will it take? And will there be a change of luck with a number change? All that and more coming up on the Sick Podcast. I'm Marinero. My guest today, Brian Wild. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Marinero. The Sickest Montreal Canadiens Podcast. Now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadiens win the Stanley Cup. Sports entertainment like no other. Brought to you by 8.6 Beer. Intense by nature. And Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the Cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. Marinero still in Spain for another week, so bear with me if the internet isn't as strong as it normally would be back in Canada. But I'm here and doing the sick podcast and talking Montreal Canadiens brought to you by 8.6 Beer Intense by Nature, the beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark. And Lacage, if the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the Cup, it's time you go back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. I will be going back to Lacage, and so will the sick team on Saturday, October the 1st, because the sick podcast, which is, you know, which keeps on getting sicker and sicker. We'll get even sicker, and you'll find out what we're talking about on October 1st. That's going to be at Lacage de Carry on Rue de Jockey. So RSVP, if you can, the number to call, 514-731-2020. We're talking Habs. I bring in Brian Wild. What's going on, Wild Man? Well, life is a little calmer for me than it is for you in Spain, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, it's it's not all that exciting, but hey. Oh, come uh, on. I see- it is too speaking <laughs> of uh, fantastic and your son speaking of uh, spain i'm going to bring up something that's very very near and dear to your heart which is the sport of tennis but it looks like the next tennis phenom for the next 15 years looks like he's a spaniard huh i would say i would say he's the next one i'd be very surprised if he's not the next one uh he's got incredible mental strength uh he's a great shot maker but the thing that hits me the hardest uh, more than I- i've never seen a faster player and it looks like he's gliding more than he's running. He can cover court like it's a ping pong table. It's it's unbelievable. And we're talking about the Spaniard. Is it's Alvarez? Is it not? Alcaraz. 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 Take the there T out of Alcatraz, the island in yeah, San Alcaraz, Francisco, yeah. and you got it. I, I know that you're uh, you're uh, a big fan because I saw you tweeting about it. The semifinal of the Men's U.S. Open and. Uh, mm-hmm. It was uh, was quite a match indeed. All right. So now the reason why I got you on, by the way, look, we're always wearing a, a matching red here. Yours a little bit of a darker red. You're wearing the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Pretty nice. All right. Okay. Yeah, sweet looking shirt. Uh, huh? 47 brand. 47 brand, if you like it. Got it. All right. Uh, sounds like my, uh, <laughs> my size uh, of pants. All right. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Caden <laughs> uh, Primo has been signed. It's a three-year deal. It's a one-way contract. Uh, you know, we don't know if he's going to be a number one. What we do know is that Kent Hughes still believes, obviously, in Caden Primo's potential, and that's why he signed them. 
He obviously believes he's going to be an NHL goaltender. Will he be a number one? One member of the media thinks so. I'd like to get your opinion and then tell you who that member of the media is and when he thinks it will happen. Will he be a number one? If so, when you look into your crystal ball, how far along down the line do you think it's going to be? Well, I think he will be a number one, but I think it's going to take a little while. I'll give him another two, three years before he comes a number one, but I don't think he's a 9-3-5, Carey Price, number one. I mean, he's going to be a 9-1-5. I think that's his ceiling is 9-1-5. So uh, when the Canadians are trying to win a cup, it, it's hard for me to see that he could be the guy with a 9-1-5 ceiling. But, um, you know, there are a lot of teams that have only a 9-1-5 as a save percentage, which means there'll be nights when Caden isn't amazing and there'll be nights when he he does look amazing. It'll take a while, but I mean, the pedigree is there, Tony. The pedigree is there at uh, Northeastern University. He was outstanding being the, uh, one of the finalists for top goaltender when the years he was there. He uh, backstopped uh, the United States junior team. Um, so as a steal in a seventh round draft choice, uh, he did everything that was expected in him and a lot more. So um when you look at who's going to be a number one, you always look for that pedigree, and he has it. You always look for that save percentage uh, in the lower leagues, and he has it. You always look for excellence in either college or junior, and he has it. So if it's not him, then who? It's just a matter of time of uh, settling himself and getting to that moment, which uh, you asked how long. I say three yeah. years. And, you know, bloodlines um, don't necessarily mean that they're going to work and it's going to be a slam dunk but they obviously can't hurt right uh Mm -hmm. you know uh athletes just seem to be born in the in the in the in the in the world of 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 athletes when they're when they have it in their family and my boys ask me all the time you think i'm going to be a pro player and i say yeah i think you will be you'd have a better chance if uh, cristiano ronaldo or Lionel messi (laughs) was your father and not Tony (laughs) marinero you know, radio guy and podcaster of the last 20 years who's uh, clocking in at like a good 260 or 265 right now. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I, I it was definitely your wife. Point. It's your wife who's passing on the genes here to the kids. I obviously. guess. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Matthias Brunet, Matthias Brunet of La Presse newspaper has weighed in. He gives it three years mm-hmm. for Caden Primo to be a number one in the National Hockey League. Now, um, I talked about what it a couple of days. What percentage does Brunei give him, though? See, that I don't know, but he's gonna. But that's the salient point. Like, if a guy's number one, like you can say, you know, you can say a lot of guys are a number one. You can give Jake Allen a, a number one if you want, because he's put in nine tens. Like a, you know, on a lot of teams, nine tens is a number one. But that, like, that's not winning you a cup. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like 9-10, if I'm not mistaken, was the league average last year. So, I mean, it's not Jake Ottinger, you know, like 9-5 in the Calgary Flames. Yeah, I think he had something like a 9-30 in the playoffs, though. Uh, Primo's playoffs were fantastic. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the NHL, you know. No, no, I hear you. I hear you. What a number is. So if Matthias says that, I mean, I'm I'm all for that type of optimism. But, I mean, like if he's saying he's a 9-10 number one, like if you just say it's a number one, Tony, it makes it sound like you believe that this guy's got greatness in him. You know what I mean? I hear you. Right? Like, or you could say, oh, he's going to be a first-line center. Then you may say, oh, this guy's got greatness in him. Well, a lot of teams first-line center, like – what did Stevenson get in Vegas when he was first line? 55 points? You know what I'm getting at here? I it's hear a you. Pretty wide, it's a pretty wide window. Yeah, no, no, I hear you. Okay, now, uh, speaking of window, 
Um, ESPN has given their predictions on two Montreal Canadiens forwards and in what window of point production they think they're going to be in. Uh, are they going to be in the uh, 20 to 25, 25 to 30, 30 to 35, 35 to 40, 40 to 45, 45 to 50, 55? Anyway, you get my drift. And they have one Montreal Canadian forward with, um, a, a, you know, a brand name already. They have him at 26 points. Do you know what I'm talking about? A brand name at 26 points? Like yeah. the only thing Cole Caulfield is going to do twenty six points. What are you talking? Well, about? it's your it's your Islav Koski, and I, I've uh, given okay. him a brand name because he was the first oh, pick overall in the draft. But oh, we'll see. Yeah, that's yeah. a tough one, right? I mean, well, g- give me your thoughts first on what twenty six points means to you. Well, uh, look, Joe Thornton had ten points in his rookie yeah. season, and he's a guy who ended up having hundred point seasons on multiple occasions. It's not an easy thing to do to pick up points in the National Hockey League level as an 18-year-old. There's a bunch of players, and I just named Thornton as one of them, but there are several others uh, who went on to have fantastic careers who averaged less, who picked up less than 40 points, 30, 35, 30, 25. At the same time, there are, you know, the Mario Lemieux and the Sidney Crosbys of this world who pick up, uh, you know, 100 points or uh, Alexander Ovechkin as rookies or whatever. I, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I believe they were all able to accomplish that. But um, I'm going to go with more than 26 points, having said all of that, because of the brand of hockey, I think the Canadians are going to play under Marty St. Louis because um, there's not going to be um, a huge emphasis on defense. Because I believe they're going to be involved in a lot of high-scoring games. And because at one point, I think he'll be playing with Suzuki (laughs) and Caulfield. And because I think they really want to justify their pick so the kid is going to play. Now, add it all up, I think Slavkovsky is going to get more than 26. But I don't want to give a super huge number for the sake of looking like an idiot at the end of the year because I do know how hard it is to pick up points in your rookie season. But I'll go over the 30-point mark. All right. I think that they pick this number. I mean, if that, especially if it's, let's say, it's a betting line. And at a betting line, you have to keep the number real low because he, what if he goes back to Europe or plays for Laval? I mean, that number could be zero. So if it's like, so if you're like trying to pick a betting line, you can't pick a big number because you're not guaranteed he's even going to play in the NHL. So you got to make sure half of the people are on one side of the betting line and the other half of the people are on the the other side of the betting line, because that's how gamblers make money. The the way they get throttled, the way they get throttled is if they pick a line that 90% are on the one side and that's a lot of payout. So you know, like 26, if he plays in the NHL, to me, is like 20, 25 points too low. Like, if, he pl- if you say to me, Brian, I guarantee you that Slavkovsky is good enough to play in the NHL, and that's where they want him. They don't think there's any use of him being in Laval or playing another year in Finland or whatever. If you say, Brian, I guarantee you he's an NHLer, then I say 25 is a laughably low total for all the reasons you raised with the big two being that they'd love to see if he can get some chemistry and start to consolidate a better future 
you know, on the wing with the two other superstars, Suzuki and Caulfield. And obviously the other one, it's their first, first pick. And they certainly don't want it to look bad by languishing him, you know, with Armia floating through another game on the fourth line. So if he makes the team, I got 47 off the top of my head. That's a big Another number, right? thing I like, we can question how strong or weak the defense will be, but I think the transition game from defense to offense is going to be very good because you got some real good skating, real good puck-moving defensemen. And just think of newly acquired Mike Matheson. Mike Matheson is coming off one of his best offensive years in the National Hockey League. He can skate. He can move the puck. Jordan Harris can skate and move the puck. I think the same thing for Justin Barron. Uh, okay, it lacks a little bit of experience, and they're going to give up goals. Um, but I think the transition game is going to be good. Put him on the first line. Put him on the first line power play. <laughs> give him 17 minutes. I mean, if he's good enough for these things, they're either, you know, only getting one goal a game or he's getting 47 points. I mean, come on. With that type of opportunity that he could get, that they want him to get, uh, playing on the power play too, I mean – you, you get a percentage of, of your goals, right? And so if the, if the Canadians are going to come in at around 230 to 240 in goals, then he's going to get 47 points. He's going to get a chunk of that number. Yeah, I saw a video today on a guy that was doing unbelievable mathematics without a calculator. Brian, yeah. I think you should enter that competition. You're good with numbers <laughs> and with math. All right. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, comment sick. If you're enjoying the podcast, S-I-C-K. And if you're listening on audio, please leave us a five-star review and write the comment sick. It's our way of being able to feel the love. Okay. Speaking of love. There we go. Thank you very much. Speaking of love. Five um, Jonathan Drouin would love to feel the love of the fan base this year. <laughs> He says he's in a better place than he has been in a very, very long time. He is His wrists are uh, on the verge of being 100%. And to change his luck, because he's had a lot of bad luck since he got here, he's made a number change, and he's going from 92 to 27, a number that used to belong to the, oh, uh, let me see. the Kovalevs uh, ooh, uh, and, and yeah. the Galchenyuks of this world. All right. What do you expect from Jonathan Drouet, who's never done better than 53 points? He did it twice, once with Tampa and once with the Canadians. Wow. You know what? It just struck me when you said that. Never better than 53, and I just predicted 47 for Slavkovsky. Isn't that kind of yeah. nuts? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of nuts. I just predicted 47, and Jonathan Duran has never done yeah. 53 or 54, pardon me. Um well, well, this is it, right? I mean, this is it. Uh, they talk about a guy who has a career year uh, because his next contract's coming up. I mean, this better be it. He better have his career year because his whole life could be vastly different if, if he underachieves this year. It's one thing to underachieve in the first year. It's another thing to have wrist injuries plaguing you, you know, in the second year and the third year. But, I mean, this is it. This is your... This is your time right now because he won't get an offer if he gets a bad season. It'll be finished for him. I really believe that. Uh, He's got to have a good season. This, yeah. This podcast is going to be uploaded on Monday. And on Monday is the Montreal Canadiens golf tournament at Club de Golf Laval sur le Lac on Monday, September 12th. Uh, give or take and around the players have to be there, I think around 8.30 or 9 o'clock or so. They'll start playing golf just after 10 o'clock. By the time this podcast is uploaded, 
the players will have spoken. The owner will have spoken. The GM will have spoken. Maybe even the uh, senior VP of hockey ops and the coach will have spoken. So will the Montreal Canadiens name a new captain in your opinion on Monday? Once again, this will likely be uploaded after the golf tournament. So will they? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I don't think that that's the, the, the place that they would make an announcement like that. I've been to a lot of their golf tournaments over the years. Uh, God, I'm trying to remember the one. Actually, you know what? They did name their when they, they had did the for three assistants. Yeah, yeah, they have. So maybe I take that back. And they named the three assistants. I remember standing there, and I think it was Pleck and uh, Pacioretty and Surkov. Yeah, exactly. So, no, I take that back. I changed my mind. Yes, they're going to name a captain. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, you know what? Hold on a second. I just said they named I just said they named Pacioretty at the golf tournament. I don't think they did. That's the time no, that they the named the four assistants. Was it four? Was it three or four? It was either Pacioretty, I, I, Subban, yeah. Plakanic, and Markov. And yeah. two were A's on the road and two were A's at home. I don't know, yes, Brian. Yes, I mean, yes, I, yes, yes, yes. I don't yes, even remember sure. what I ate last night, to tell you the truth. So. Yeah, no, I, re I only remember it very vaguely. It didn't strike me as important on the at the time. I just remember they were all standing there and they were all assistants and they didn't name it. But it yeah. did happen at the golf tournament. Uh, so if, if Jeff Molson wanted a splash, then that could be repeated. If Mark Bergevin wanted a splash, well, that has absolutely nothing to do with Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon. So there's no, you know, linkage there. It, it all depends on who wanted the splash that day for it to be more than just a golf tournament, but have an announcement. If it was Molson who wanted that moment, then Molson's still there. And then, then it could happen again. Yeah. So I'll throw out a yes. I'll throw out a yes. They even Thanks traded a captain. They even traded a captain the day before the golf tournament. I remember correctly when they traded Max. I'm going to go Nick Suzuki. Who are you going? You're going to go Nick Suzuki, eh? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. They want the future to be very um, settled in three, four years. They don't want to be naming another new captain because Edmondson's finished. I hear you. So I think that if management and the coaching staff names the captain, I mm. think they would want it to be Suzuki given. They don't want to transition and given the history of the team and given, you know what, give it to the guy who's going to be the face of the franchise for the next decade. I agree. I think 100%. If it would go to a, and I don't know this for a fact, but I think if it would go to a player's vote, I think Edmondson and Gallagher would get more votes. I would agree with that too. But then again, I mean, only the guys in the room know, right? Based on everything we've heard over the past couple of years, I think Edmondson's the captain. Um, but that doesn't yeah. mean that he's going to get the vote. Once again, I think that if it's named by the management team, by the coaching staff, I believe it'll be Suzuki. But once again, I, I think, think for they the want players, the guy they, the guy they, the guy that, 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 that carries the load, the guy that thinks of the little things, the guy that brings the young players out to lunch or the guy that has the pep talk with them or the guy that has a lot of experience, the guy that won the Stanley Cup, is Edmondson. I mean, that's right. what it is. Right. But I think that this is a decision that will be made by the management team in the end. I don't think it will be a player's vote. That's just my gut on it. And I think that the management team 
just as a, like a thousand little things that they think about in the future in big ways. You know, like like even when they make a trade, yeah. like Mathis and Petrie, they're thinking about it not in terms of maybe they lost the trade in terms of who's the better player, but one's thirty four and the other's twenty six and or whatever Matheson is, but you know, still a young guy, and they think of the years that they're yeah. gaining. And I mean, they they just think of a ton of little things, Tony. And I and I think that one of the little things that they will contemplate and take seriously is if they're planning for all of this to come to fruition or three, four years, they really don't want to be feeling as if now they're naming a new captain again and the unsettlement of that. They When they decide that, okay, this is the year that we dip into the free agent market, we spend a little money, we consolidate what we've built as a, as a, a team with all these young guys and high draft picks. Uh, now we're going to supplement it with a little bit of veteran UFA presence. And the last thing when they want to say, okay, now's the time. Here's the moment. The last thing they want to do is say, okay, now we got to unsettle things by also naming a new captain and see if yeah. that settles with all of the boys in the room. That has to be done already and finished and not an issue. I, um, I'll i be back in Montreal in about a week. And, uh, of God, course, once again, I so mentioned much. that uh, the sick podcast is going to get sicker. And we're gonna we're going to have um, an announcement that we're gonna make at the Casual Spore on Rude Jockeys the Carry on Saturday, October first. Brian, I haven't seen you in a while, and uh, I love having you on the podcast. And if by any chance you're free on Saturday, October first, I'd love to invite you down to the Casual Spore. I can tell you that your friend Effie has RSVP. <laughs> she sent me a note today. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, she's Effie and I went to Effie and I went to the CF Montreal game last week together. Yeah, of course yeah, they I lost because I go to only the losses. Yeah, which uh, luckily haven't happened all that often. But, but anyway, I, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I hear you. She RSVP'd for the event, so if you'd like to make your way down, I'd I'd love you to be my guest. So all let's right, touch Thank base and uh, we'll go from there. Thanks for doing this, Brian. All right, enjoy Spain and say hi to your kid for me and congratulate him for me as well. Well, nothing accomplished yet, but I think he's on oh, the right path. Oh, stop it. You're there. <laughs> Thanks so much. Take huge. care, Brian. Cheers. All right. Alcaraz. Alcaraz. That's the guy. All right. All right. There you have it. Uh, Brian Wild of CTV Montreal. Once again, you can watch us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and follow our YouTube channel. It's absolutely free. And comment SICK, S-I-C-K, on all social media apps. And uh, if you're uh, listening on audio, please leave us a five-star review and write once again, SICK. Uh, that's the only way that we have that we can feel the love. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google play, and Apple podcasts. The sick podcast is brought to you by 8.6 intense by nature. And Lakash. If the last time you went to Lakash was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lakash. The menu will surprise you. <laughs>